Hi everyone, this is Klaus Kolmer, your host for the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. Welcome back. I hope you all had a great break. 2020 is behind us. Let's hope 2021 will be a better year for all of us around the world. Pretty much one year ago in January 2020, we all heard the first report reports coming out of China about a mysterious new infection. Since then, COVID-19 has upended everyone's life caused immense pain around the world and significantly damaged the hotel industry. For our first podcast of 2021, I thought it would be very fitting to go back to the origins of the pandemic and talk to Charles Wang, Assistant Vice President of Ideas and Head of China. China has managed to keep COVID-19 pretty much under control and as a result, some sense of normalcy has returned. I wanted to hear from Charles how China's hotel industry has performed, what changes he has observed and the implications for the rest of the world. Welcome to 2021 and enjoy another Unconstrained Conversation. All right, uh, welcome back to the first episode of the Unconstrained Conversation podcast uh, of 2021. Um, I am very, very excited uh, to have a conversation today with uh, Charles Wang. Charles Wang is our our head of um, China for ideas. He's been with the company for a number of years. Actually, I, I hired Charles, I don't know how many years ago, um, quite a while ago, <laughs> uh, 10 years ago. That's right. And um, uh, the reason why I wanted to get Charles on the podcast today is because it's January 2021. And as we all know, in January 2020, uh, we heard the first uh, uh, news coming out of China with the discovery of uh, what's now called COVID-19. And I thought it would be good to um, talk about the China perspective and to talk about what's been happening in China for the last 12 months, but especially what's happening now in China. So welcome, Charles, to the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Klaus. Thank you to have me. Yeah, I'm very happy to share um, what's happening in China market. Uh, you are right. I mean, in January last year, that's actually the Chinese New Year, Chinese New Year Eve, that we saw the first COVID outbreak in Wuhan city. And in the uh, next few months, it's really a very tough time for all the hoteliers in China. But um, I will see uh, the good news is after a couple of months, we see a lot of hotel recovering, especially from the second half of the year of 2020. Um, even though it's not uh, for all the hotels, for example, um, some business hotels still suffer a lot for very low occupancy. But I do see quite a lot of different uh, destinations or resort for the leisure business really coming up, really showing a great, not only RevPAR, um, but ADR as well. If you see that um, a lot of these um, Hainan Island properties, hoteliers are actually reporting a pretty high average daily rate. And mm -hmm. compared to 2019, that even um, the whole RevPAR for the Hainan Island hotels uh, performed better than 2019, which is amazing. Um, yeah. Even though we still have quite a lot of different challenges in the market, because China is a big market, you, you need to look at first-tier cities like Beijing, Shanghai, and the other cities. You need to look at uh, if, if you are in a business hotel or a leisure hotels. But I think in general, China controlled the COVID situation pretty well. That people mm -hmm. are still traveling, uh, even though less business travel, but uh, people do have different reasons to take family out, to enjoy their vacations here and there. So. Um, we see, especially for mid-tier and budget hotel chains, recovering pretty fast. Um, for the luxury five stars, especially for those rely on the international travelers traditionally, uh, that will suffer a little bit longer, obviously. Um, but the good news is, in general, yes, the China hotel market is recovering. And uh, when I talk to different people from 
uh, leading hotel groups in the last couple of months, but people forecast 2021, even though still with quite a lot of different uncertainty, uh, but uh, pretty positive, I mean, forecast for 2021. Um, after we have the vaccines, after people get used to this new normal, uh, ways of life, ways of work, uh, but in general, uh, looking at um, a fast recovery for, for China marketing next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. China has really been this, one of the success stories in in the world, right? With controlling the um, controlling the virus and putting the right restrictions in place, and then um, um, it's been amazing to see uh, the recovery happening very, fairly quickly. Um, obviously. Uh, nobody can get, or it's very hard to get into China, and it's very hard for people, or impossible for, for for people to get out of China. So a lot of that is probably driven by domestic market and uh, domestic travel, right? When you describe Hainan Island, which is like the Hawaii of um, of China, having a, a a better year than in 2019, that's probably a reflection of people not being able to get to. Uh, Hawaii or Thailand or Bali <laughs> yeah. or the other destinations, right? <laughs> You're right, Klaus. Actually, uh, it's all domestic travel. Uh, mm -hmm. It's all domestic travel. There's a lot mm -hmm. of different Chinese travelers who used to travel abroad uh, to different destinations. Right now, they cannot do that. So uh, that's the reason why um, people uh, enjoy their vacations, take their family out to different destinations. And that brings um, a very interesting topic that I talked to different people, that um, in our world, total revenue management becomes the topic right now. So not only for okay. rooms, but food and mm -hmm. beverage, um, theme park ticketing, um, all these uh, accelerated revenues for especially some destinations become a very important one. Um, and, and what's the driver? What's the driver for that? Why, why is that? Why is it becoming so important now? This cash flow. This is a critical. Uh, I mean, in the uh, in nowadays in this situation that um, you do not want to have rooms only, but for all the revenue streams. Especially, um, profit is very critical right now. You, you you look at not only revenue but profit and drive cash flow. Uh, especially, a lot of uh, different hoteliers are realizing uh, right now is the time to set up a good foundation. Either it's a technology okay. or okay. it's an infrastructure to look at uh, how to optimize the total revenue. That's interesting. Um, talk to me a little bit about the segments. You know, in the um, in the Western world. We're still we're still wondering when will meetings come back? When will business travel come back? You know, leisure obviously has come back in the summer and now it's going away again. Well, how does that look in China? Kind of have have all the segments come back? Um, have, are meetings happening? Are conferences happening? Uh, talk to me a little bit about the, the kind of the the segmentation and the business overall. Are people having conferences, meetings, um, uh, and the likes? Well, actually, I uh, I do see that people having different conference, different meetings, mm -hmm. even though you need to well, follow the travel restriction, you need to follow the local government restriction uh, to keep social distance. Um, but yes, uh, in general, all the leisure market recover faster than business. But uh, yeah. we do see different business uh, travelers, either the transient or groups, some small groups. And actually, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I just joined an event in Shanghai that for the, all the hoteliers. Uh, to get together, there's about 500 people uh, for the oh, wow. travel daily events. It's quite big events. Um, we still follow all the measures from the government about the travel, about all the meetings. But yes, um, we, we do not see a huge recovery for the MICE segment specific. Right. Right. But we do have some uh, start from some small meetings, um, start from some little incentive groups. 
but I do see some business traveler start coming back. The key is that clouds, I, I, I do um, talk to different hoteliers. People talk about, even you see that it's still the segment, it's still the business traveler, but their behavior mm-hmm. has changed. The mm-hmm. book lead time become a little bit shorter, price get more sensitive, they get more um, considerations about uh, safety, about healthy, about all the uh, different uh, transportation, for example. So um, even though it's still, still the same segment, but I think it's a good time to really sit down to talk about what is customer behavior. In the right. in our world, what is the price sensitivity, for example? What is the lead mm-hmm. time, for example? And mm-hmm. that is a key, I think, for a lot of different hoteliers in China, start to work on very carefully to understand what is the customer's uh, buying behaviors change, what channel they use, where they get these promotions, where they get this price, how they book. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the key. Yeah. yeah. So have the have the, the, the I want to come back later to the total revenue management, but have the, the the distribution channels and where people get business and and how the market has that changed significantly. I'll say yes, especially for some different social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, we use WeChat, uh, <laughs> all the Chinese people use that. And for example, TikTok uh, is a huge channel right now uh, for everyone. Uh, in the very beginning of 2020, when we first see this outbreak of the COVID and a lot of hotels start to do their promotion on different uh, social medias, especially TikTok, uh, such kind of social media can drive a lot of attention, uh, some live broadcasting. And for example, you know, uh, Citrip, one of the leading uh, OTA in China, um, James Liang, their co-founder, their founder and chairman, did his uh, live broadcasting on TikTok in two hours, basically drive over 10 million US dollar sales. Basically, he's selling hotel vouchers, sell for future. But yeah, this is what hotel and OTA and the different players are doing. And people are looking, this is a very um, interesting uh, channel about, okay, how you understand the, the younger generation of the customer mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. learn the uh, what is the hotels about when they learn how to book the hotel and what is the price, what is the deal. So yes, I do see some new change of this uh, booking channel distributions. Okay, well that's interesting because TikTok here is not used at all for, or at the moment is not used yet, right, for for driving business. It's more right. used for entertainment, right? That's interesting. Interesting that you're already in the commercialization space in in China, which China typically typically is ahead of everyone else when it comes to social media and. Um, and uh, and the likes, right? So 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 that the total revenue management that you mentioned is that then to make up for obviously you talked about the margin, but it's also to make up for the lost rooms revenue, the business traveler, and is that then focused more on the local uh, the local market, like for your restaurant, uh, marketing more within your local environment and getting more people to eat with you or or meet uh, or or have weddings in the hotel. Um, what are the, what are some of the strategies that hotels are employing to, to drive the total revenue? I'll say um, for both, clouds, uh, for both local market and mm-hmm. also for the in-house guests who stay in the hotel rooms. Okay. I mean, for the local market, for so example. So getting more, getting more, yeah. getting people to spend more while they're staying in the hotel as well. Yeah, because now there's a good reason that people, um, I mean, who stay in the hotel would like to enjoy the facilities in the uh, hotel. Uh, other than travel to outside, take public transportation or take taxi, which is a little bit more risky. And also for the local um, market, definitely is something that uh, I see uh, from the COVID outbreak. A lot of hotels uh, really did a pretty good job. I mean, to drive some local food and beverage business, 
especially for some local Chinese hotels who has their food and beverage IP uh, that they can uh, really um, leverage that advantage to drive mm. some revenue, to drive some cash flow when their hotel rooms are pretty uh, empty. Uh, and people, you know, China has quite a lot of good uh, delivery system. So a lot of uh, leading hotel chains partner with the delivery companies uh, or yeah. platforms, online platforms to partner together um, so that the hotel can enjoy a little bit more revenue. And at the same time, the people who book their food and beverage product feel a little bit safer uh, to book mm -hmm. from a, a hotel well-established, has reputation. Uh, so from hygiene, from health, from all the perspectives, people uh, get more comfortable uh, to book from them. So that's good business. And do you see, so do you see, um, obviously WeChat is pretty big and, and everything is online, but do you see a bigger drive towards online bookings then also for restaurants, meetings and other services um, versus before that a lot of it you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the West, a lot of people have been talking about accelerating the digital channels. Mm. And, and I know in China, that's always been the case, right? That, because China is ahead of, of everyone else in that. Do you see that there's even more people now using the digital, you know, I know you're using QR codes and all the other stuff, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> is there is there an even, even bigger adoption to book your restaurant tables and your meeting spaces and things like that? It is, it is. Actually, uh, I'll not say 100%, but I'll say mm. most of the bookings are online, are digital wow. right now today. Right. Um, right. It's very few times that you see people call the restaurant or call the operator, but, um, not only on WeChat, um, not only on these uh, direct channels that different mm -hmm. hotels or restaurants build on themselves, but we have a, quite a lot of different like, platforms. It's like the OTA in the hotel rooms world that um, we have a very couple of a very big one, I mean, for the food and beverage. Mm -hmm. So you can order your food and they can deliver very fast. And a lot of hotel groups are partnering uh, with this kind of uh, uh, online booking channels. Mm -hmm. uh, and people are getting used for that, no matter right. it's 3 a.m. in the morning or it's a weekend at uh, 5.30. But um, this is something that I see hotels are doing um, pretty well. And a lot of talks uh, in the last couple of months when people budgeting for next year, people are having a little bit of debate to say, is that a short-term action or it's a long-term strategy after we get more rooms, business after the recovery of the hotel? Should we continue to do uh, food and beverage deliver to the local market? But mm -hmm. from what I observed, yes, a lot of hotels still do that because this is to open a new revenue stream and help a hotel to get more um, cash flow and, and profit for sure. Yeah, no, well, that's interesting. Um, and and so, so let's, uh, for the last few minutes here, let's talk a little bit about the 2021. What's the general sentiment and... Uh, uh, what are you hearing? Kind of um, how how are people thinking about the next few months, and uh, where do they see um, business going? Um, where where is it, and what can other other countries learn from kind of where China is today? Because I guess the rest of the world is probably um, you know maybe six eight months behind uh, where you are at the moment in terms of controlling the the virus and creating a safe environment. Yeah, actually, uh, well, the challenging is coming, Klaus. You know that the Chinese New Year is coming. <laughs> no, that's right. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be a challenge time when a lot of people still like to travel, still to get together with the family. But I think um, a lot of different hoteliers here in China really forecasting 2021, especially in the next couple of, uh, couple of months, uh, will be a critical 
uh, period of time. Because number one, from the um, pandemic perspective, whether we can still uh, hold the whole pandemic situation under control um, is critical. Um, because this is a time everybody travel, obviously there's more risk, risk than ever. Uh, people get together, but for the hotel business, I mean, from um, a local food and beverage perspective, for example, like we talk about, this is a big market. This is a big opportunity. People like to get together, to go out, to eat, to celebrate, to get together. Um, and also for the rooms um, business that I see, especially in the southern part of China, uh, where, we have, where we have a warm climate, that mm -hmm. um, people enjoy to spend uh, their winter at those destinations, is still a quite a critical period of um, uh, time to get this uh, business to set up the tone for 2021. So I think there are two critical things that uh, I talk to different Chinese hoteliers. People talk about number one is about understand the customer about their price sensitivity, because this is the first Chinese New Year after the COVID pandemic. Will people still pay the normal price they used to pay or get more sensitive about price? or what kind of a package people like to see. So that become uh, the number one critical question for all the hoteliers they want to figure out. And that is where revenue management system can help for sure. And the second thing right. is, uh, yeah, the second thing is about, okay, how to look at different um, product and market segment and channel mix together. Meaning that understand who is going to travel, uh, what they are buying and where they are buying. Is that from uh, digital marketing channels or is that from OTAs? So uh, quite lot, still quite a lot of different uncertainty. But I think mm -hmm. uh, the Chinese hotelier did pretty well about take quite a lot of proactive actions. People do not wait. People do not wait until this pandemic get over. And people try different well new uh, distribution channels, try different promotions, partner with uh, whoever they can partner to drive new yeah. business. So um, that's the critical thing. Uh, personally, yeah. I think I, I still keep um, optimistic about the 2021 for uh, for Chinese New Year and for the next coming months, looking for uh, more uh, happy clients and happy hoteliers. <laughs> of course, of course. What, what's the expectation in terms of occupancy? I know, um, you know, SDR, is it, is it uh, do you know, kind of is it 60%, 65%, 70% across China for this year? Um, just in terms of getting a sense. I was talking to somebody in Singapore just before this call, before our conversation here. And he told me that uh, you know Thailand is projected to have an occupancy of 28% for 21 for the for the whole of 2021. Um, so uh, I, I mean that was pretty um, pretty devastating to hear, right? That um, uh, that's wow. the outlook, right? So so do you know in China? I think it's probably closer to 60, 65%, right? Yeah, um, I think I, I I look at different um, I mean statistics or insight for the forecast yeah. for the 2021. People are looking for uh, some occupancy level from uh, 25 or even higher than that, Klaus, even to 26, 27, even 28 percent, um, if not close to 70. Um, but 70 again, wow. yeah, okay. yeah. But again, it depends on what hotel market you are talking about. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to talk about the mid-tier, to talk about the budget hotel chains that higher than that, that's obviously 80, 85%. Um, that depends on where you are. But in general, yes, um, I see the China market is recovering pretty mm. fast. Um, wow. Unless some really disaster happened again. Um, of course, of course. Yeah. But it seems like China is back kind of on track. I mean, obviously, you mentioned the luxury hotels will take a little bit longer because they're reliant on international travelers. So. Mm -hmm. 
Um, business seems to be much better than, than in many other places. And I think we can all um, kind of uh, continue to look what's happening in China to see what's going to happen in the rest of the world in terms of return of business and occupancy levels and how quick they might come back right um, um, over the next few months. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, people still like to travel. People still need to travel. Yeah. They still need to go to the hotel for different reasons. Um, but the key is to, to understand the behavior change. Uh, to the key to understand what is the competitive advantage. Because well, um, I'm I'm sure you agree that we talk about that a lot. Uh, we do not to see a lot of price war. But unfortunately, I do observe right now there are some pricing war. Uh, from different hotel market in China. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That will be uh, very challenging for the long-term future. Well, I understand a lot of hoteliers talk about well, the short-term and the long-term balance. Uh, some GM told me, Charles, I need to keep uh, myself alive. I need to keep the hotel running. Um, yeah, yeah that, that totally understood. But um, again, I tell these GMs, you need to look at the segment. You need to look at where is your position uh, right now and the next year and the three years after. Look at how you fence your strategy to protect your best valuable um, clients so yeah. that you can enjoy a long-term um, return on investment. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, thank you so much, um, Charles, for giving me the insight or giving all of us the insight into what's happening in China. And, um, you know, obviously, um, um, having gone through this for the last 12 months for you, um, it's it's been very difficult. And... Hopefully we'll see each other maybe uh, you know later in the year. Um, yeah, absolutely. Travel more freely again. Let's keep yeah. our fingers crossed, right? Cannot wait. Yeah, really. The <laughs> person in person. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Charles. Thank you. Have Carl. a good day. Thank you. And happy you know happy Chinese happy Chinese New Year in a in a few Thank weeks, you. right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes linked to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.